Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Stan Still. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more in the dueling pit in the book-built village of Librorium in your library. Mm. And uh, Kay, how did the negotiations with Tristan go for the duel that we're that we're going to have here for the mayorship of Librorium. And they were up for it. Excellent. Yes. Okay. So yeah, after the just to catch everybody up on the unnecessary lore that sprung up about this literary review podcast, I have uh, uh, there was a failed election for who should be mayor of this town that I've, I mean, that it was I've built that out it of. Should be Stan. Unfortunately, then there were like. Four people correct, named correct. Stan. Uh, Certainly there were three, but then a fourth one wiggled themselves in by with a last minute name, name. Yeah, I wouldn't call it last minute if you do it after the fact. That's not yeah, last minute. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I appreciate that you appreciate my cleverness. Yes, uh, let's in, go in that with that. Show. <laughs> but so, what were the terms that because you went and discussed it with the three raccoons in the trench coat that I'll be facing off yes. in this here arena? Uh-huh. Uh, and what were the what's the terms of the combat? What are the weapons or you know vicious okay, so, barbs or insults or well, how how we, oh, I mean, it was suggested to dueling for compliments, but... Did you suggest that, or did they? Um, I did. Okay, dueling for compliments. Yeah. Well, that's an, that's an... Oh, okay. And who's going to judge these compliments? Me, of course. I'm the only impartial person in this in the whole village. That is true. That is true. There were other suggestions. There was bookbinding equipment was also one of the... Uh, Ooh, uh, oh, One of okay. the weapon suggestions. There are three of them, so they have an inherent advantage. They were willing to tag team. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. So we'll we'll do like a little relay race. I mean, they are just little raccoons, so their stamina kind of must not be well, as, yeah. as well, great Well, two, two and one. So basically two against one, and one can tag in and out. That's, oh, okay. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling rules. That's okay. Kind of pretty much like that, yes. So that was one of the suggestions. Uh, there was a washing contest as well. Uh-huh, yeah, no, they're definitely going to win that well, one. Well, yeah, I figured that was a little bit of a shoe-in for them. So Yeah, nice but, try. Try, Stan. N- nice try, Stan. Mm. I think I'm pretty sure we had a few other things that came across the table, which were mostly dismissed. That they pitch- suggested, it- like, I, I presume, like, tunnel digging and uh, uh, grub sifting Lock and... picking and uh, garbage trash, uh, analysis. trash collection. Yeah. Yes, that kind of thing. You were right that I would have reviewed those. Yeah, entirely sensible. Did penmanship so, come up? Penmanship? No, I don't think it did. No, I, I, don't, I don't imagine. No. Were you like a writing contest with them? I mean, like actual calligraphy? I mean, they're just little raccoons, yeah, man. I, I don't know if they've... They're, they're pretty good mimics. They've and, pretty and deft they're, paws. they're good at disguises. Yeah, and they well. have been maintaining this library for quite a long time. To continue with a little unnecessarily lore a little bit more... <laughs> I always thought it was gnomes, <laughs> yes. but it turns out it was raccoons who were doing Deep the... Yeah. cut, Kay, yeah. <laughs> I think that'll have to be compliments. And right. I, I know that you can't that you can't coach me, but could I... Can we... Can I try some? No, yeah, of you? course. Can you, actually, can, you, can we have a little sparring round? Oh. Would that be okay? Oh, yeah. A very excellent suggestion of you. Very well done. Oh, oh, you're already doing it. Okay. Uh, 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 no, it isn't. Fuck. No, that's not it, is it? Okay. Uh, yes... And is that one? It's a good way to buy yourself it's a few more extra like a seconds. Parry. It's more like a parry, right? Yes. So you've got you've you've started with the thrust, right? You start with yes. uh, with swordsmanship and dueling. Uh, you have the right of attack, and then Correct. you can can perform the first it depends, thrust. It depends a little. Depends a little bit on which form of fencing you're talking about. You do have it in foil and saber, not in epee. Okay, and Epe is just, it's a free-for-all. Epe is, is known as the Mad Max It's of the one where fencing. you just, like, stab anybody wherever you will. The, like, toe stabs are very popular because, like, wrist stabs, anything, any hit's fine. Of anyone within sword range. Well, so bystanders, one on one. 
no, no, no it's no. just how much blood you get on your blade. No, I get it. Oh, I get okay. It. We're doing the old old fashioned style. Yes. Yeah, exactly. How else are you going to wind up with a Heidelberg scar if you? Well, I mean, they have, you, you know, they actually have the special masks for that, which basically protect the entire face except the, uh, the head and face, except the cheeks. Which oh wow, but yeah, they had special masks which <sighs> were specifically designed to allow cuts. To the face without doing any damage like, to eyes, the eyes and, it, yeah, yeah, all the stuff yeah. that you need. Good grief! Let's not do that. So I've got yeah. So you thrusted with uh, that's an excellent idea. Yes, I failed my first uh, counter attack, but then I yeah, so I, that would I, be I point parried for me. with yeah. uh, yes and well, it's it's sort of a deflection. Now, what would be a better deflection? The best defense is a good offense. Oh I no! Hold say. on. Here's the parry. Here's the yeah. parry. So you come at me again with the same attack. Um, I, I said, "Oh, that's a very clever idea. Very well done of you." I believe I said. Uh, was uh, yeah. It? Okay. Okay. And and here's my parry. Oh, you really think so? I do. It was excellent. Okay, and now you've fallen into my trap because you've uh, doubled down, and now I can repost. Well, I'm sure you would think so. That's not a compliment. Ah, oh, no, but this is the. I see. I understand the the art of compliment dueling because you're actually like it is a savage backstabbing. No, it's that like, would be saying yes, dearie. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. No, that, no, no, no that, you're that, you're getting way ahead of yourself. <laughs> Kay, Kay, come on. We're, we're, this is a civilized uh, oh, duel. We're well, trying not to like. Don't pull the nuclear option. Yeah, it's like bring a gun to a sword fight. Now, what you want to do is something more like. I can see you've really done your best. Oh, well, you're moving into backhanded compliments yes! now. Yes! Do you see my strategy? Yes. Uh, yeah. Could work. How would you apply that to raccoons? To a raccoon? Okay, obviously I don't want to be discriminatory based on their species, so yeah. I'll definitely stay away from that. I do genuinely appreciate a lot about Tristan. They have uh, kept the library in immaculate condition. Uh, despite, despite your efforts? Yes, no, I'm yeah. completely... We're of one mind in that regard. And they did impersonate... You very well. Apparently, me as well. You were convinced. Oh, yeah, completely. I was wondering why you hadn't suddenly had a taste for raincoats. Yeah, yeah, And, and yeah, like and, fedoras. But, and, and bring all my food down to the you, stream to a And why your eyes had gone a little bit beady and uh, stuff like that. And I had extra ones at nipple height. Extra eyes, yes. Yeah. Nipple eyes, I suppose. I mean, I guess the hand had to see. You know, now that I think of it, there's actually not that much that I appreciate about Tristan. So I am going to have to stick with the backhanded compliments. And to your question, I guess it would be more like, uh, hmm, hmm, no, I mean, they have kept the. Uh, racking my brain, how does one give a backhanded compliment? You say something which seems to be positive, but in fact is like scathing criticism. Mm-hmm. I, I but it's also that's damning to... with faint praise. Well, there's that, yeah. Something like, like, oh, you did a lovely job on the dueling pit or something. You can barely see the blood anymore or something like that. Yeah, okay, so you're sort of over-specifying and then by, thereby diminishing the total performance. I suppose so, that would work, yeah. Like the, oh... But the floor is pretty clean. Oh, yeah, there you and go. You, and you put the butt in before. Yes. And so you, you you're trying to, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, uh, shall we try, actually, can we try it the other way around? Let's, okay. I'll, be, I'll be Tristan and I'll come at you with a pretty sincere compliment. Uh-huh. Oh, you're very well dressed. Why, thank you. Um, you've done, you, you uh, oh, let, me, let me think about that. It's difficult, like, right? Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. Well, thank you. You've done an adequate job yourself. Uh, see, that's not a compliment. That's no. A, no, no, no. So if I was you and I was yeah. judging it, I would give the point to Stan. It's hard. All right, all right. We'll swap places. You compliment. You give okay. me that compliment as, uh, again. Okay. Dressed. You compliment like a dairy farmer. <laughs> I don't have one for that. <laughs> the classic response would be, "Well, that's you compliment like a cow." That's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, "Oh, you're dressed very well today too." Oh, yeah. And you put the today in. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. That's subtle. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could go, like, for a change, you are as well, but that's a little bit blunt. <laughs> uh, oh, I, you are as well. It makes for a nice change. That would be a better 
way to do it, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right, so so we've got to we've got to practice this some more. I don't know. Maybe I'll just become better at regular compliments, and then we can, uh, yeah. and then I can just defeat them in a straight game. So I think that's an excellent start to my new and hopefully short career as a gladiator before I ascend to mayorhood. So, uh, speaking of great starts, what do we have in store for our readers today? Ah, yes, this week's book is called Venus Prime, and it's. Arthur C. Clarke's Venus Prime Number Six, but it's not written by Arthur C. Clarke. No, it's written I noticed by that. Paul Proust. 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 Yes. It's it's Volume Six, and I think it's a sequel to last week's book. Yes, because last week we had Venus Inc., as in Venus yes. Incorporated, and now we have Venus Prime, which was ah, that doesn't happen to us very often, does it? That we actually wind up with a with a sequel. Definitely not sequentially. I mean. <laughs> It also ten- tends to happen that sequels tend to be written by other writers. Which is weird. I don't know. I, I never I understand how that happens. This is such a happens. weird library that you've got. It is. But, but I mean, you, you get, I mean, especially with something like Manx in Wars, which was like, I mean, it started by Niven and everybody else started writing in that. Oh, yeah. They I were having immense sh- fun with it. I guess it's a shared universe. Well, and how kind of uh, Arthur C. Clarke to do that as well and to open up his uh, his Venus cycle. I mean, I guess the previous book was written under a pseudonym by Arthur C. Clarke. Probably. Or... But so last week's book, for the readers at home who didn't uh, hear our review, uh, was about a tech billionaire with his mega conglomerate uh, accidentally mistweeting the planet that he aimed his space program toward and an upstart young scientist in, in the ranks of his, uh, uh, his business seized the opportunity to fulfill her lifelong ambition of a scientific mission toward Venus, which wound up actually with a, a, a full-on, like, uh, a cloud colony on Venus, Cloud oh, Venus, City, I yes. believe it was, uh, it, it was called. I think it was actually called uh, Venus Prime, which is probably what the title of this week's book comes from. Oh, that's right, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, definitely. That, yeah, it makes perfectly sense. A lot sense. more sense, definitely. But, uh, yeah, so what we see on the cover of the book is the main character from the last book, and also a very important character in uh, in this one, now First Minister Theta Grunberg. Originally the, uh, the, the, intern. The, the intern who then became lead scientist under the, uh, under the guidance of Carol Boffin, that now alas her. deceased uh, at this point yeah. in, the, in the story. But in return, she's now mentoring her son, Barry Boffin. Wearing her, her, I guess, her Venusian environmental suit because Venus is still like not a very hospitable planet. No, it's a it's a really cool set of armor. Now it, it looks very comfortable. Now that I look at it, it, it's like it's the yoga pants of space armor, I suppose. Well, but it does have the like the harmonica style sort of hinging yes. in the uh, in the in the knees and along the uh, the hips and loins. So you've got a lot of mobility. What do you, what She's do you got skinny this? arms though, and a weird bob cut. And in the back, we have one of the I think it's one of the the Venusian uh, cloud manatees. Although what's doing out in space, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, the. Uh, the planet in the background could conceivably be Venus. It's a little bit reddish, but like Venus is a bit sulfuric. Sulfuric, so yeah. that makes sense enough. So we follow up last week's book, Venus Inc. with Venus Prime, after the cloud city that was founded by uh, by Theta Grunberg, then the uh, the lead scientist, uh, was essentially abandoned as a tax write off and, and a debt mule by uh, uh, what was his name, Elton Elton something. Musk. No, Elton not Musk. Stank. That's El- right. Elton Stank. Yes, <laughs> Elton right. Stank. Uh, uh, was was largely abandoned and continued with its mission of uh, uh, responsible atmospheric harvesting using the yes. uh, uh, the seeded manatees that were floating around in the upper atmosphere. And yes, they were basically basically into the uh, the Venusian algae algae farms. Yes, that's right. Probably something in the range of twenty thirty years later, when uh, Venus Prime has been built upon, and like they've got some other floating cities going, like by the names of Venus Secundo, Venus Terz, Venus Perfect Fifth, and Venus Minor. Quartum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> all floating about and having their own little specialties things. Uh, yeah, yeah, and a, and a weird new religion has uh, has emerged here, hasn't yeah. it? Because uh, well, you know, you got all these all these Venus. Uh, uh, I mean, I heard there was a Venus chord. Yes, that that uh, Theta uh, played, and it pleased please, the Lord. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we see we start off with First Minister Grunberg uh, uh, riding into uh, to Venus Prime. Uh, the, uh, formerly known as uh, as Cloud City, now just one of many of the, yes. the Cloud Cities, on her trusty atmospheric manatee Moo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had a thing isn't with that, Greek letters, isn't didn't that they? New? Yeah, well, it's more of a cat thing. Moo, <laughs> new. That's right. Mm-hmm. Named by her infant daughter uh, Zeta Grunberg. Like, yes, they're, they're just crazy for those. Uh, for those Greek it, letters. I, I guess it, back in the day that these books were being written, that was kind of like still. You know, it gives a certain scientific cachet, yeah. To a, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. It makes it like seem more scientifically solid, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a certain appeal to to ancientness there as well. Like, yeah. as long as we're, uh, I mean, I, I wonder if maybe the um, uh, the fraternities of the United States college system have that as well. I mean, they all like uh, data I mean, and Yeah, that's. I think that's all just a bunch of blustering, I suppose. But. Gosh, really? No, Re- really? You think? <laughs> What? Uh, I mean, oh, it's like, it's, no way! The Greek lettering is like, are you going Greek? I think, isn't that actually a thing that they ask? Are, yeah. are you going to go Greek or something? But, uh, sorry, I, I, I don't mean to be mean toward anyone who's in one of these organizations. You're, I mean, to, to each their own. You're course. also not practicing your complimenting. Uh, that's right. But I wonder maybe, is it more like, uh, do you know, how American local radio stations have to have a certain letter code? Right. Like W something because it starts with wireless and then... Right, but I think they, they, you just get them one assigned to you when you apply for your license. So maybe that's the same thing that happens with uh, with with fraternities, or in this case, uh, children of the Grunberg family. You just get assigned a certain a number, number. whichever like a license plate here in the Netherlands. Yeah, you get one. You can't. We don't have vanity plates here, so you which just get is, a number. Which one would you least like to have of all the letters? Of all of the, the letters. of all the Greek letters, oh, which one would uh, you least, least like to have as your? I mean, Moo is kind of up. There. So is Nu. I don't yeah, think Fi is a, would be. I mean, it's a really cool symbol. Is, yeah, I suppose. Uh, but like Phi, Tau, Psi, and Psi are hard like, to pronounce. I would like Tau. Tau is kind of cool. Tau, cute. that's kind of cool, yeah. Kappa, Kappa also worked, but I'm like K-inclined, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Theta, no, Zeta, Eta, those, yeah. those are hard. Oh, if you have triplets, you can have Theta, Zeta, and Eta. Yeah, oh, it's alliterative. Uh, well, it's, yeah. It's, it's, what's it called again when the alliteration is at the back of the word? Uh, rhyme, right, that's the that's, one. <laughs> yes. You're thinking of assonance. So alliteration is when it's the same uh, uh, vowel, and assonance is when it's the same consonant happening oh, over again. Right. So like uh, uh, Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers, and that's assonance. Oh, yes. Or the Dutch version, which always gets uh, English speakers. Liesje leerde lotje lopen langs de lange lindelaan. She sells seashells by the seashore. Yes. I'm not the pheasant plucker, I'm the pheasant plucker's son. I'm only plucking pheasants until the pheasant plucker happens. <laughs> yeah, okay. That one, that one is a minefield. Uh, yeah, yeah. Certainly when we're struggling to get away from the big red E, which we've only managed once before. But so. Uh, uh, big red E? Uh, for explicit. Oh right, yes. So First Minister Grunberg arrives in uh, 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 back in Venus Prime, uh, riding Moo. She's greeted by her uh, her young ward Barry Boffin. Yes, um, with some with some troubling news. The once peaceful and isolated and flourishing planet Venus has started receiving some some signals that they can't exactly recognize. They've kind of lost touch with uh, Earth, is what we learn here. 
and they're kind of like vaguely aware that that's where they originate from, but they kind of, after being written off by uh, Mr. Stank and his uh, corporation, <laughs> it's kind of forgotten from living memory, despite the fact that Miss Grunberg was still uh, around. So most, it, of the, most of the people there did actually hand-wave. have a Twitter account like 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah, you know about like, that, they, got, they got turned fast, off. They, right? they, they, they lost the uh, blue check marks and everything like that, so it, it, was, it kind of <laughs> went down. I mean, the Venusian economy hasn't been at a standstill. They moved on it's from flourished. algae farming. And, I mean, what, what's the next thing above algae? You get into shrimp. Yes, and they've got krill. And, and they've got a flourishing krill and shrimp farming going on. And, yeah, and did they make lots of kinds of shrimp? Did they make lots well, of products with shrimp? Do you have maybe an exhaustive list where you can just tell us all the different kinds of shrimp? Well, you've got langoustines, and then you've got... Uh, I was going to say, like, brine shrimp and fried shrimp. Oh. And, and that, that's, the, that's the joke I was going to go Okay, for. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. <laughs> I'm just, like, thinking North Sea. You've got the, like, tiny little grey North Sea shrimp, and then you've got, the, like, the biggers, and you've got the tiger prawns, and you've got the... See, I just don't love thinking about shrimp. No. I'm not a, I'm not a shrimp eater. I know no, that some people I, I, are. You're not, you're not, you're not into sea bugs, I know that. Yes, they are little, little, little Cthulhu's. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm okay with shrimp. The one that really freaked me out are the horseshoe crabs. I mean, oh yeah, they're yeah, fu- yeah. They're, they, they, they kind of look like a German World War One helmet, but then you turn them over and it's just all fucking legs. I'm just like, nope. That's invertebrates in general. Like I feel you do you. Invertebrates go. You're, yeah. you, uh, you occupy a useful niche in the ecological system, and there's a lot more of Bottom you than feeders, there are of us. Yes. No, you're all doing all doing great. We'll be up here with all the oxygen. You stay down there with all of your legs. It's fine. Uh, First Minister Grunberg has uh, come to supervise how the uh, the original algae farms have now been turned into shrimp ponds. Well, yes, not, not exactly ponds because they're still free floating around in. Uh, yeah, they've got. Like super buoyant shrimp at this point. I guess yes, and it's it's more like three uh, D corrals, and of course they have the, the the manatee rustlers working for them, which are like the uh, yeah they're sort of sort of herding the the, uh, the shrimp the shrimp, and it's yeah. like, it's quite a, it's quite an involved job where you have to like be spatial aware and aware of the currents and everything because like you know if you if you get a cross current going through your herd of shrimp they'll be all over the place and you'll be uh, yeah. rounding them up for days it's, and it's so cool like it's the it's the young generation that has really taken to this i mean the 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 older scientists grew up with two-dimensional thinking they just don't have the instincts that yeah. like barry boffin does when he when he greets uh, uh, the manatee moo and and goes off to do some of his uh, herding and rustling like it's, it's fantastic the three-dimensional yeah. navigational acumen is, is astonishing but yes oh, the, i am getting good at compliments yes I? oh you are very well done oh god damn it got me again <laughs> Um, so yes, signals are being received, and it takes a little bit of going through the old records to find out the the broadcast frequencies and the decoding signals. And this is why it comes down to First Minister Grunberg, who was the one who devised most of those protocols and yes. recognized them. And she realizes that this is basically old Elton communications coming down from old Earth. Uh, at yeah. this point, they're getting messages, and like there's a, a food crisis on Earth, and people are dying, and like they're pleading for help from Venus. Yes, it's rather curious how these are phrased because I mean it comes in via the uh, Farlink satellite network. Yes, you know they haven't heard much from Earth, but they've seen it glittering like a fucking diamond in the in the sky, surrounded by billions the, of these the pale blue dot. Once a pale blue dot, now a fucking disco ball, surrounded by well, uh, light contaminating, uh, gleaming satellites that. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, are up there to compensate for policy failures because... Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of a thing. Like, the only reason that Starlink is a good idea for, for getting uh, uh, internet connection to less-served regions of, for example, the United States is yeah. because... 
policy failures have prevented like the, the mandatory connection of those areas via much more efficient terrestrial means. It's like the postal service, you know, it's like you are required to offer your services to everyone at a fixed price, and you can't like basically cherry pick, which is what's been happening. Exactly. But let's not rat on the rag on the. We're doing compliments, so let's not rag on the United States too much. Here. Well, that's that's hard, but <laughs> and not exactly fair, but yeah. a, a, a worthy thing to do. So via the Farling, they get this uh, this comment, and yes, people are starving, but they, they, it takes them a while to sort of decode the language because the language of Earth has apparently has apparently changed, and like they're not talking about citizens; they're talking about their. Independent contractors. Oh, everybody's an independent contractor now. Yes, yes. all of our uh, billions and billions of independent contractors are starving. And what are what is anyone going to do about this? Venus goes like, oh well, we happen to have like a uh, hilarious n- food surplus. Like, why did we farm so much krill? It's just like, for it, such a small it, population. It just happens that the economics of scale are something that cannot be denied, even when you're like working on a small population you have to keep them busy and it's just, it's just going super well yeah so they start uh they basically open up contacts with earth uh, start talking with them get a little deal going where they uh they start sending food to earth which is of course at first met with uh, a great uh, enthusiasm and great thanks from earth yes our saviors our from, saviors from, from close to yeah. venus but soon enough the request becomes a demand and uh, yeah. earth is uh, asking for increased shipments to uh, <laughs> god <hey. laughs> okay yes a very good joke k and the demands uh, uh, become ultimatums uh, because you give a you give an inch and the one a whole foot, you give a finger and the one whole the whole arm, and and, and it begins the uh, uh, the seven day war between Earth and, uh, uh, and and Venus, which is astonishing because it takes almost seven days for a signal to go back. Well, it takes a lot less than that, but like especially any ship shipments take a long time to travel back and forth. Well, yes, but this is by conventional wisdom yes. uh, that uh, and, and and science that First Minister Grimberg had, but as she recalls from her her erstwhile employer mm. uh, Elton Stank, he believed that light speed was a Chinese. Chinese hoax designed oh, to be- and he's proven them wrong. Well, actually, he paid someone to prove them wrong. Yeah, but so Earth has several advantages that uh, uh, that, that that Venus currently currently doesn't. So the ultimatum that they they have received came from the what, what sort of passes as the unified government of Earth at this yeah. point, an organization called Ancestry.gov. <laughs> it has yes, it, it's curious. It has <laughs> evolved from from Ancestry.com, a popular place where you can look up what your ancestry is, and has sort of become the the total repository for everyone. Uh, heritage and destiny mm. uh, uh, determining their, their relative uh, uh, value. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, further supported by a, a, a system called Racebook. Oh, that was where, really not very good either. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, I know we do that for, like, animals. The stud book, I think, I believe the official name is called for, like, endangered species. Oh. You know, where they keep... Uh, a stub book? Stud book. Oh, stud book. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, okay. And like, basically a list of all the members of that species in captivity. They, they keep track of the family relations between them and breed for a most uh, d- uh, genetically diverse population. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, so I guess race book is a little bit of a... Uh, it's leaning towards eugenics at this point. Yes, it has done for uh, for a while. So, like, the, 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 the world of Earth has, has settled down into a, a very small number of... Uh, uh, repeatedly cloned multi-squillionaires, um, an innovation that was first revealed in the previous book. You remember Ryoko Clono? Yes. Yeah, so after that, uh, cloning became a popular thing. So uh, the world is now ruled by Zach Dorsey, yeah. Steph Bezos, a gender yes. swap there. That was ah. fun. Clark Zuckerberg, not much of imagination there. Phil Gates and the, the Queen yes. of Earth, 
Eve Jobs. Oh, yeah. She's like the Borg queen of Earth at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's got rid of Stank and his uh, empire. Yeah, she uh, she took care of that. And she's the she's the one, like, sending sending the fleet uh, uh, across the solar system to Venus uh, to invade it in what is planned to be a, a, a seven-day war. And on Pokemon Day, they have... Pokemon Day, right. Uh, yes, unclear whether it's. I was unclear. Was it Pokemon Day or was it Poke Monday? I think it was Poke Monday because oh, like, we're, right. we're, we're, Mr. Clark was definitely doing a fishy theme here, so that was definitely. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. the story they tell on Earth is that Venus is being shellfish for not sharing their. Uh... <laughs> these are very good puns, Kay. I've got to say in practice, oh, these you. are very yes. good puns, Kay, and everyone likes them. Christ. Uh, and they have to be like basically punished and basically brought to heel. Brought, uh, I mean, after you should all, be punished. Oh well. Uh, and they, they claim Venus has everything to uh, thanks to Earth. Uh, everything they have is thanks to Earth, and then now they should repay that kindness and like yes, give exactly. Earth their food. They managed to navigate through the the solar system incredibly efficiently using uh, uh, what's called Starmin GPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, standing for Galactic Positioning System. So they actually arrive by Subaru's Day, which is the very next day. So after uh, Pokemon Day, we get Subaru's Day. Yeah, yeah and, and these, these crafts sort of park in orbit, threatening the people below. And, you know, it's, it must be absolutely terrifying for the people on Venus looking up and seeing these, these Earth's craft sort of hovering menacingly that they don't know what they're yes. going to be doing because nobody could have conceived that in the final decades of the 21st century that Venus's humble affairs were being manipulated by galactic interferences. Not a soul could have surmised that the lives of manatees were of less consequence than a decimal point in the stock prices on Earth and yet across marble boardroom tables beings immensely less scrupulous than ourselves surveyed this cloudy planet with jaundiced eyes and swiftly and ruthlessly laid vile plots against it. Okay. Yes. This book was a masterpiece. The the person who wrote this, I love it so much. That's very kind of you. You're being very generous towards Mr. Clark here. And this is entirely sincere, Mr. Mr. Clark or whoever the fuck wrote this book, Paul whatever. This is a a work of genius. I think it's heavily leaning on other works in the past, but you know, like. Poor artists borrow and great artists steal. So on, by the next day, Uncle Ben's day, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> the first the first landers arrive and the and the, and the ships j- just gorge out these these landing crafts on there. Well, it's not, it's not really landing because it's all floating in the clouds. Uh, that's right. So while they initially seem like multi legged uh, landers that could could land, like they are, uh, uh, they sort of inflate more like more like zeppelins and the blimps that they uh, yeah. that they well know. And so instead of like sending down tripods, they send out high pods. Which is like the floating equivalent. Yeah. Uh, and they sent up a stock exchange, which they call the Prawn Broker. Fuck. And uh, which gets a lot of the uh, Venusian. <laughs> I was just taking a drink there when I, when I remembered the Prawn Broker. And what a great pun that was. Uh, when the, a lot of the manatee rustlers uh, like start <laughs> herding in the shrimp towards the, the prom brokerage, it actually worked surprisingly well for Venus. Earth is hungry, and it'll basically take everything that they need. Yeah. And rather than actually just like demand that it be given to them, they actually start you know, investing in the Venusian economy. And it's through the deviousness of capitalism, start making them more and more dependent on Earth. Yeah, because that's the that's the brilliance of this seven day war. Like it's not just the high pods rampaging through uncooperative Venusian cities, threatening them with their deadly blue rays, but like by by Napster's day. Now that one I thought was a, was a Napster's bit day. of a bit of a stretch, slightly archaic. One of like those things, like why is even October called October? Is like because of the eighth? Oh no, wait, that was on the. 
it was once the eighth, eighth month. month. Yes, no. But I'm then not. Julius Caesar decided that he had to have a month, and then uh, oh, uh, Emperor Ju- Augustus also yes. decided to have uh, a month. In, Augustus, in between. that's the one I was thinking about. What? No, that was like named for some Roman Empire, and that's like it's kind of archaic. It was Caesar's heir. Yeah, yeah, but it was like you know, uh, originally it's archaic. Actually, actually, he was originally Octavian. Now that I think of it, it makes no sense anyway. It's like it's all no, made, it's, it's all made up. Uh, and speaking of made up, like by the by the next day, the end of the work week, Five Guys Day, uh, <laughs> the the prawn brokerage is uh, like the the hub of the Venusian economy already. Like crony capitalism on Earth is so infectious. Oh, it goes very fast, and it's it, 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 astonishing. It, it permeates through the uh, Venusian economy and the Venusian social circles. And even though First Minister Grunberg tries to start a clandestine operation. <laughs> No, they physically hurt Kay. I can't stand anymore. This book. Unfortunately, she fails. And basically, Venus gets sucked in and becomes dependent on Earth. Their Venusian economy is like entirely dependent on the uh, demand of shrimp and algae and other. Uh, yeah, they become a they become product. a single product economy, which is exactly yeah. what Earth wants. Turning their massive orbital Blu-rays onto the onto the planet and carving, or I should say, branding more advertising opportunities into the into the atmosphere. I don't know how that works with clouds, but... Yeah, it's it's tricky. I mean, I've heard of cloud writing, but I didn't imagine something like this when it... It's through this branding with the Blu-rays that they carve Earth's uh, uh, sort of unified mantra onto the planet as yeah. a message to the rest of the universe. Yes. We care about your privacy. Oh, God, yes. Now, has there ever been a greater lie told by, by more powerful people to less powerful people? Probably not. On the last day of this war, the tide turns. Ah. And Venus manages to uh, uh, gain some some measure of independence, or more independence from Earth than Earth would have liked. So yes. on, the, on the last day of the week, gun day... Yes. Yeah, I mean, I had certain expectations when I yes. saw this, and you would think that they uh, they become militarized, but no. They invent a new way to transport their excess food to Earth rather than these shipments, rather than the prawn brokerage. Yes. They invent a, a, a method of almost contactless transportation of food via radio gastronomy. That is a very clever way to do it. Isn't it brilliant? They can actually, like, beam food back to back to Earth... Uh, uh, straight into the homes of the independent contractors, bypassing all of the other middlemen and price-gouging companies, and they can just people can just have food delivered, broadcast right to them. It, it comes out as a bit of a, a Deus et Machia, or a. Uh, I thought it. Oh, I mean, it is part of a series. This is this is book six of the, is, the, yes. the, the Venus cycle. The Venus Septimus, no set Sextimus, I guess. The duology trilogy, pentalogy. No, no you, you skipped four. Quatrology, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Tetralogy, pentalogy, sexology. Sorry, that's actually what it is. Okay. Fuck. Septology, octology. We're doing the Venus sexology. Unless there were more books, it could turn I mean, it would have been really funny if we'd started off with that. Uh, But uh, in the meantime, how are we going to rate this book? Well, um, we could because I did shrimp. rather like it. It was a great book. I mean, the the secret chord of uh, that Venus played. And oh, it yes. pleased the Lord. I, I thought that was that was very clever. It was a very well uh, well well placed little. Uh, and of there. course, the the brilliant monologue written by uh, 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 it, it, it whoever should, it was. It should be an opening crawl, really. It's yeah, like, exactly. Like that that really got me interested in the in, in the very, story. Uh, so, are we going to rate this book? I mean, we can rate it out of octos. Like that's oh, we've got like the, shrimp. We've got the seven day. Uh, oh yes. the seven day war i mean so we've got we've got pokemon day we've got subaru's day uncle ben's day napster day five guys day we care about your privacy so why is five guys day the sixth one no that is friday oh i get that 
And it's, it's the fifth day. What? No, it's never mind. I can't, I can't count, and I can't and do it's, days. I, I, it's you. It's, I, it's me. It's not you. It's me. Okay. You're doing very well. Oh, are you doing another one of those compliments? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, that was a good one. Sneaky, that was a good one. I snuck that in almost. Oh wow! Noticing. You see, you are a fantastic yes. coach. So, which of these days will you rate this book as? I kind of like. Poke Monday because it's like but, but you want poke balls I want poke, on any I want day poke yeah, and, it, I right? like poke balls so especially after you've been talking about all these this this fantastic seafood exactly so Poke Monday Poke Monday out of the out of the out, seven day out war of the seven day war definitely <laughs> speaking of reviews if you look down at your podcast device you should should be seeing a means to review this episode uh, please leave some stars we'd love to hear from you uh, we're cover my ass cast on Twitter and cover my ass cast at gmail.com let us know if you find any other covers of, of baffling books that we should review but not read on Cover My Ass and speaking of the name of our podcast Transitional Materials it's, it's so addictive isn't it yes. what do we have in store for our readers next week next week book is by Gregory Maguire What the Dickens the story of a rogue tooth fairy oh that about covers it thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly my name is Kaki and I'm Kay and remember we'll we judge a book by its cover, cover. <laughs> rogue tooth fairy that sounds oh that sounds so dangerous and Scary, yeah. Yeah, I mean, does she just not wait for the teeth to come out? Does she just go and take the... Or maybe just curb stomping tooth fairy. That sounds like... (laughs) That's not going to be the title of this episode, I can tell you that. (laughs)